This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. Michelle, you have been an incredibly busy bee. I know if talked about this a little bit in the previous episodes because it's kind of been this way for you for all of 2023 so far but um it kind of feels like it's getting even more intense so how are you feeling at the moment with what's going on um depends which day and which hour you ask me but i think the word uh juggling taking deep breaths is like it feels it can feel really intense at moments and there's days where I literally have been going and going and going, you know, because I really, besides Christmas, I've just been working like crazy, you know, nonstop. So I haven't had a lot of breaks, which mm-hmm. is kind of catching up with me, um, to be honest. So I've seen signs of like, you know, the body just actually, you know what helps? My senile dog keeps me up all night long and I lose sleep. <laughs> She pushes it to the point of like, I'm a wreck the next day and I have to crash and burn for a day. Um, And so as much as I'd like to say like, okay, the dog is adding to the chaos as well. Mm -hmm. It could be that she's helping me. So Mm. yeah, so I've got the senile dog piled into the chaos. And because she's senile, she has to get up in the middle of the night and then I'm laying there trying to fall back asleep, you know. And, the and then your mind like, starts going on all the things that you've got it's going like on. All the so things that- I can solve right then and there. It's like, no, save it for the morning. So yeah, yeah, it's been crazy to say the least. Because you've got a lot of commitments going on at the moment. And I think yes. um, people could relate to this in different ways. Like we all have different sorts of commitments. But I know, <laughs> because I know you and we talk, you know, you have the family commitments, you know, your immediate family, your kids and husband, and you've got the extended family, and you've got a senile dog, you've got a origin art membership, so you've got your commitment to the artists that you work with. Um, this podcast, you have to keep showing, yes. <laughs> showing up for me and chatting with me. You've got your first solo exhibition coming up is that correct I, I don't know if it's your first it, one or no it's solo not my first exhibition. but a solo exhibition yep my yep. So first solo exhibition with Fenton and Fenton so yeah yeah and it's a big one because it's really bringing um your new sculptural work which we've talked yes. about which has been in development for a long time and is something that is very close and kind of meaningful to you that's you're really bringing it out and you want to bring it out at its very best Yes. So you're thinking about that, working towards that, which isn't long to go now to make that happen and get all that collection. And I know you're also really committed to your own art practice and your own integrity in your art practice. Like you don't want to do any of that kind of half-assed. Yes. (laughs) I I don't know if I'm missing anything, but that seems like a lot, right? Yeah, that sums it up. That sums <laughs> Did it I just up. freak and you we, out a little bit listening to no, it? <laughs> no, it's, no, it's something that I do to myself every day and then I have to do a little tapping and meditating. But yeah, mm. it's a lot. It's a lot going on. And when it comes to my kids, like they're older, they're teenagers, but because they um, have activities after school, mm. you know, and they don't drive themselves, that requires, you know, not only do, you know, 
grocery shopping and cooking, but then there's the driving to sports or uh, my, my daughter's a coach. So I drive her to her job too. So there's lots of stuff going on. My husband's been on holiday and um, he's been taking over some of the duties. So I have to confess that I have felt a little break from that in the past couple weeks because he's been Mm -hmm. around to take over those um, extra family things, which has been really nice. Um, yeah. But there's still a lot going on and nobody wants to get up in the middle of the night to let the dog out. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's your that's job. That's my job. We actually had a planning conversation. I'll let everyone into the behind the scenes while you were beside the football field. Yes. Before your son's match started. That's, that's where we're at, people. <laughs> we're like, there's no time for this planning conversation. Let's just get on the phone now. And um, we got on video and Michelle was walking around the shops. That's, you know, you're fitting it in wherever you can. And yes. I think people can relate to that, right? Yeah, I think you think that, oh, if I just get this, then I'll have a little more, you know, time. But again, I think it's all choices. You know, Mm. I mean, we definitely, this morning I was thinking, it's all a choice. It's all a choice. You know, you get to choose. And I think sometimes we can feel a little stressed. And I'm speaking from my own experience right now. Like, it can feel stressful, you know, when you're like, oh, my gosh, I got to do this and I got to do this. And then you can remember, like, oh, you actually, you chose this. You know, yes. you yep. said, yes, I want a solo exhibition. And yes, I want to, you know, have it be about this and this and this. And yep. you said, yes, I'd like to have a new membership platform and let's <laughs> move the whole entire <laughs> website and community over to a new area, which has taken way longer, um, you know, in such a huge process that it's all these choices that they're good choices. I don't regret any of them, but they're. Mm not easy choices they're not always easy when you're in the thick of it and yet if i didn't do it i would have regrets so i always remind myself like this is a choice these are not things that anyone's forcing you to do you know no one said you have to have children it was me (laughs) i think you made that choice a long time ago and it's one that really stays with you though (laughs) yes yes and the same thing with the dog like you know when she's cute and little and you know the size of my palm you know it's easy to go yes of course i'll spend the next 16 years you know catering for you and and then as she gets older it's like oh my gosh you were so much work as a senile dog but you know what I mean like it's just it's choices that we make and and I still you know am really happy I mean even though I'm full to the brim literally Mm. you know I am really happy with the direction things are going and do I want more time in my day like everyone yes yes you know full confession yes that's really interesting because it's not just about the choices we make in the past as well, but it's it's kind of an ongoing active commitment. And I think that you're super aware of these kind of things because that's something that you've worked with and talked about over time, how you've um, bring awareness and, you know, practicing meditation, really bringing awareness to what you're doing day to day and how you choose it. Um, it reminds me of something I read recently and I think I might have mentioned this book. Um, it's called 4,000 Weeks by mm-hmm. Oliver Berkman. And one of the things he talks about, it's kind of a, a broadly around time management, but in a, a really, not in a like 
hacks and tricks kind of way, but in a how do we think about our lives and um, and the approximately 4,000 weeks we have at our disposal in an average lifetime. Um, and one of the things that he mentioned that really struck me was thinking about all the things that you are committing to, you've committed yourself to, especially the things that we might be committed to in a a kind of a subconscious way. So making a list, not just of activities, but kind of roles and standards. That's important. The standards that we may be holding ourselves to without even really looking at it as a list, if you know what I mean. So you might, if you really listed down everything, it might be, you know, be a perfect mum, be a great wife, um, be a really successful artist, have a really tidy and um, beautifully decorated home, have a really high public profile, be a leader, be a a teacher for other artists. And when you start thinking about, you know, (laughs) be the daughter my mother always wanted, um, (laughs) you know, really getting into it, like all these really deep things that we feel committed to in some way that we might not have acknowledged and when you look at that as as all the commitments that you're trying to uphold moment to moment um you know that can be quite a lot very i mean (laughs) super overwhelming especially when you try to be like the perfect version of everything you know which yes i stopped trying to be perfect I mean, it's still, you know, I think we all strive for perfection, but um, there's some things that I'm like, I'm not going to have the perfect house as in like all, you know, the perfect mm-hmm. meals and you know what I mean? Like, it's just exactly not going to yeah, be yeah. areas that like, I think you have to pick and choose your battles as far as exactly. what you put your energy into. Yeah. And that's exactly what he says in the book that... um you might think, and it might, it doesn't necessarily have to be for all time, but it might just be for a season. Look at everything you have and you're like, for this season, th- you know, this exhibition and this expression of my art is really important to me. What commitments might I not show up for? And I just wanted to bring this up because I think it's, it can be really difficult. It feels, I feel awkward saying this out loud, right? I, I do. I, and I feel like people will push back against this. Because people will say, what are you talking about? I can't like not show up for my kids. I can't not show up for my family. I can't not show up for that thing that I promised, you know, like the membership that I promised. I hate to be the devil's advocate. People break promises. <laughs> people make choices. Yeah. You, can, you can make a choice. You can change your mind. You can reorient your priorities. And look, I'm not a mum. So, but I'm saying people can and mothers and fathers can say, you know what, family. And I know, I know you've done this as a degree in the past too, Michelle. 100%. This is a really big month. The next four weeks are critical for me to do this. So what I'm going to need to do is I'm not going to be able to do, you know, the Uber runs to the soccer or I'm not going to be able to, you know, cook the meals at these particular times and 
you know, bring everyone into the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I- well, that's yeah. how it works in my family. I mean, we're definitely more of a team experience. And again, this is me just, I haven't been one of those moms like, I'm going to wash and I'm going to iron for you and I'm going to do everything for you. Like my kids have been mm-hmm. packing their lunch since they were in grade four because mm-hmm. I remember going to this professional expert you know, course when they were in prep and, and he said, look, have them, if they can do it, have them do it, learn, have Mm. them learn independence from the beginning, which works perfectly with my attitude. And like, you know, I want them to be thriving individuals who are very independent and strong, but Mm. at the same time, you know, we all chip in, you know, for those things. So I don't necessarily have to be the one that makes the meal. I can say, Hey, this week I need your help. And you're going to do this and you're going to do this, but we decide it together. We all actually even chip in to make the grocery list. Like that's how basic it gets. Because, um, you know, if my daughter wants something for school lunches and I don't read minds, then I'm going to need her to, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. for us a team effort. And when I am going through more intense times like this, you know, we definitely have to bring the kids into the fold to help, you know, help them understand what's happening so that we can also kind of make adjustments. And and funny enough, like, no one's going to care if you make simpler meals for a while. Because in our house, we kind of go with basic things that we can repeat, you know, because it's simpler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for me, (laughs) what I like to do is I like to make things like that, like less decision making, you know, I don't I want to put my decision making into my art and my membership in those areas. So I don't want to have to think about how many choices of meals and combinations of spices. Like I want, I want the easy button in that area. Um, same thing yeah. with clothing, like easy button. I was about to say that. Yeah. Like just a, a standard. Did I have the, the uniform? Yes. So you just pull it out, put it on, done. Yes. Yeah. No overthinking. And so I think it's, it is about, you know, capacity and really realizing like if I overdid all the dinners, which is not in my nature, so my family would be laughing if they heard me Mm. say this, but it's like, I don't know that I would have the capacity to pour in these other areas. You know, I think the brain just can only make so many decisions in a day. And sometimes, you know, if I'm having like a really big painting day where it's like six to eight hours and my body physically feels pretty wrecked from it because I have this thing where I'm in the studio Mm -hmm. and I'm like yeah I'm just gonna a little more over here a little more of this and then the next thing you know it's another two hours and I probably should have stopped two hours before physically Mm because I just you know kind of pushed it then the next day I need to do something that kind of allows my body to Mm -hmm. rest a little bit and less intense so I've at this age, I've definitely been much more aware of, you know, when I'm pushing in this area, I kind of have to kind of come back down in this area. And so I, I have learned that it's it's not like 12 hour days without any ups and downs. I mean, we're talking about meal preparation, which can sound a bit stereotypical mum thing, like, oh, mum's always got to take care of that. And also maybe a bit superficial, like, oh, you know, who who's going to care of you? Like, have a few takeaways or or standard meals but I guess that's what I'm getting at in terms of these kind of subconscious commitments we've made to things that could be really impacting us because I think it's quite possible that 
like if you come from a family of all-star cooks, you know, who you go to Christmas lunch and it's like a everything top notch everyone everyone's all about the food you can easily be carrying a bit of I don't know some hang-ups about the fact that that's not your thing and it's not what you want to put your (laughs) you know energy into day to day so it's it's kind of recognizing that that's not your thing recognizing that's a choice you've made but also dealing with any kind of hangover guilt you may have kind of in the back of your mind thinking, oh, I really should be doing. So you're like, I really should be doing more because as you say, the decision-making, you've got to think of that. It's all little energy sucks. Yeah. It's all crowding out the stuff that you want your mind to be on. And that's kind of what I'm getting about making those sometimes harder decisions and it might just be for a season, not for a whole lifetime, but about really getting realistic about what you have the mental yeah. capacity and emotional capacity to worry about yeah. and, and have these standards for. And first of all, you know, ditch all the standards that don't even make sense, like, you know, these unreasonable perfectionist standards. But even after that, there might be some more that needs to be, um, you know, put aside a little bit. Yeah. And I, uh, for me, my family, like on both sides, you know, my mom's always cooking and she's always making these kind of extravagant meals. And my in-laws are Italian and their food is unbeatable. Like I just can't even compete. So I do have Mm -hmm. high standards of food and it was, it's been literally a decade as a, you know, mother going, okay, I'm just different. And it's okay that I'm different, you know? So even though it Mm. does feel like, yeah, what are we talking about food for? It does play in your mental space, you know, that you're supposed to to be like this, you know? And this is the model of what it looks like in your family of what you know. And for me, I've always kind of broken the model and learned to Mm. say my model looks different, you know? And that kind of brings me to, you know, when I have a full studio of paintings that my family doesn't get, you know, that's another yeah, model yeah. that I'm breaking because it's like, it's okay that they don't get it. Exactly. Because it's, it's those kind of external appearances. That I notice it comes up a lot. We've talked about clothes. We've talked about homes. There's a lot of um, kind of external I want to almost say status indicators Mm. that a lot of maybe society in general takes as kind of markers. Mm -hmm. So like you're out at a social event, people are basically judging you like, well, you know, how you're dressed, how you're going, what was the car you arrived in? They ask you how work's going, you know, have you got a promotion? You know, all of these kind of largely by it seems like a a good proportion of the the population are just kind of standard markers of you have your shit together or not basically (laughs) (laughs) and then you've got us artists (laughs) just doing our own thing and it's caring a little bit less about that stuff and and you know talking of family gatherings and christmas how do we deal with that I, I, I dread these questions at family gatherings of things like, how's the art going? <laughs> Are you still doing that art thing is my favourite. <laughs> Am I still doing the art thing? Uh-huh. They, you know, they haven't asked, Bob, are you still doing the accounting thing? <laughs> 
are you, are you still doing that school teaching thing or have you moved on to something more sensible? Like, what? What's going oh, on? Oh, I laugh because um, <laughs> I've definitely had those over the years and I've moved more into the phase of no questions at all, which is even a little bit more like, no one asked me what I'm doing. Doesn't that seem a little bit <laughs> odd? Everyone's talking about what they're doing and no one's asking. Um, so there's that. And then there's like mm-hmm. looking at what I do and they're like, people like this stuff, you know, because I know the people who it's coming from, like they do love me, you know, and they do care about me. I think it's just that they don't understand the context. And so it, for them, they don't get it. And then I look at it and yeah. I think, if I were to stop and listen to them and, and look for advice from them, like, wh- why would I do that? You know, it's like... That would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't go to my mother-in-law for mechanic advice. Why would you go yeah. listen to her advice on art? Do you know what I mean? I've gotten much more comfortable with how how that comes off. And of course, does it mm. feel like it kind of... I guess it feels like it does do a little bit of a rattle, you know, when those words kind of yes. vibrate through you as yeah. they, as like, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, it is what it is. And this is what I am. This is my life. And, you mm-hmm. know, I'm going to be not going into judgment about how anyone else has spent their life. So you yes. do your thing yeah. and I'll do my thing. That's kind of how I look at yeah. it now. But it is it is a ripple vibration thing when people do say that. And I think that as artists, you know, it's it's a real challenge because even when I started mm-hmm. art school, it was like, what are, why are you even considering that? You know, so, I mean, this is something that I've been battling for, I don't know, since I was probably like 25. So, I mean, we're talking 30 years of conversations of, you really gonna like? Am I gonna shake it now? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. No, there's no going back. Do you think there's something there as well about? Um, I think there might be some multiple kind of sticky threads to it because you know, to the IT guy, how's work going? Um, and he says, "Oh, madhouse at the moment. You know, the servers are crashing and." so-and-so left and I've been you know working 60 hour weeks to to pick up the slack and people are like oh yeah work sucks right and it's like this kind of moment of connection yeah but I kind of feels like and again this might be totally in my head it kind of feels like are you still doing this art thing like art We've talked about this. It's a luxury. It's it's a weird thing to be doing. And if you go, oh, you know, yeah, I've got this exhibition coming up. I'm working super hard and I'm trying to do this and that. It's, it's almost like people expect art just to be people who aren't doing it. I, w- I should qualify. They expect it to be like a walk in the park. Art really is play, isn't it? I mean, it's, it is literally mm. play. But at the same time, you know, if you look at art, you know, in school, like my daughter's taking an art class in school and it's kind of considered like it doesn't count as much. Yeah, totally. At school. That's it. So if it doesn't count as much at school and it doesn't get that sort of tick of approval of you get this much credit for it, you only get this much credit because it is just art. Yeah. I mean, we go through... Because it's not on par with like the academic effort, yes, basically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think that there is a translation to how we 
treat that, you know, because I am working really hard and I'm working, you know, mm. longer hours and I'm working through summer when normally I would be, you know, taking more holiday time. So yeah, there's no, it, it there's is no holiday real, time for self-employed. There's, self no, holiday. there's <laughs> no paid holiday for a self-employed artist. No, no. There's, there's no beach time when you have an exhibition at the beginning of the year, which is right after summer for us. So it's just, it's, it is physical work, mm. even though it is playful work and we're really, you you know lucky that we get to do this playful work but mm. i think that's the thing of let me see if i can get my words together but what i feel like happens is there's a little bit and i could be completely off base but i feel like there's a little bit of resentment from the outside world going why do you get to play and you get to go do this fun stuff? This isn't work. Oh you know what I mean? Like there's mm. a little bit of that. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong, Michelle. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. There's a little bit of sort of an incredulous feeling behind that question sometimes. Like when are you going to stop this play and, and get a real job like the rest of us have to? Like you're kind of a bit yes. in, living in a fantasy world. You're living in a complete <laughs> fantasy world and it's not fair at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, that's the vibe that I feel. And so that's where I kind of go, okay, even though it looks like, oh, she's just having a play in the studio, like I'm working hard. I've mm. been doing it for decades now. It's There is no play in terms of like this hasn't been the easy road this hasn't been like you just go to high school art class and they give you some supplies and then you make a career out of it like no you go to work and you do it day after day decade after decade and and that's you know that's the path that i'm at now because and the and the reason why i'm having this solo exhibition is because i have put in the work yeah you know i have been showing up for myself and when, you know, someone else might be watching, I don't even know how many episodes of the Kardashians are on right now, but <laughs> I have zero time for anything like that in my life. And again, it's back to that, like, it's a choice. These it's are choices choice. exactly. that I've made. And yeah. I've made them, you know, from when I was in my 20s. And I've still been making choices every day. And this, the solo exhibition that I'm doing now, like, it's been mine for a couple years and it's mm -hmm. here. So it's like, it's a choice yeah. that I manifested, you know, through me doing the things, not because I'm like, oh, I think I'll have a solo exhibition out of thin air, manifesting it through out of action. fantasy land. Out of fantasy land, exactly. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's choices. And sometimes it doesn't look like choices that are the norm. It's not choices yeah, that I yeah. know a lot of a lot of people I personally know outside of the art world would even make. They don't not, want yep. to give or up. Think about. Or think about. Exactly. It's not, it's just not in their aura. It's not an option. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, reinforcing to yourself that it's a choice you've made, I think, is a could be a really useful way to kind of deal with the rattles mm. that come with those questions. I know that I have struggled a bit with those kind of questions over the last little while because literally as you know um the last couple of years has been a lot of studio development for me um, and I've struggled with the fact that I don't have a lot of um finished products 
to say like if oh how's the art thing going what have you been doing like I know you said you're showing people things in your studio and they're going huh people want to buy that huh but I don't even have the things to show in my studio so they're like are you even an artist like where where are these paintings and um at this point I feel like I'm coming out of the light end of a like what's been a quite a long tunnel like quite a long and at times dark tunnel and I'm happy that I've done it I feel like I've moved things along uh, an incredible amount but it's very very difficult and I think it ties into what you were saying about the play and the perception that it's not real work when people say how the art thing's going to say uh, what I've ended up doing is focusing on how I feel about it so I go yeah I'm really happy with my progress um I've been doing a lot of development stuff but I do feel that rattle. Where's the product? Like, where's yeah. the where's the money? Where's the? It's like that again. That's kind of how things are judged. Yeah. Where's the income? Yeah. Where's the sales? Where's the thing I can see that you've made? Yeah. And that, that's tough. It is. I I was gonna say, even though right now it looks like, oh my gosh, you know, pop pop pop. I'm having the solo exhibition. Things are kind of clicking for me on just where I'm at with my art. But I did have that tunnel, that window of a couple years where it literally looked like I fell off of the earth of what I was doing. And so Mm -hmm. I, you know, I can look back at that and say, I had that same tunnel, that same, like, Mm. it looked like nothing was going on because I wasn't sharing with the world what was happening behind the scenes with the development Mm. that I was working on. I wasn't pushing my um, direction that I had been doing because I didn't want to continue making more work like that. There was this window where it didn't look like anything was happening. So I feel, I feel you a hundred percent. Like I know mm-hmm. exactly what that feels like. And, um, I've had those conversations, you know, especially with the family when there's no physical proof of any of it, you know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, just, it, it looks like Sitting you're in a room <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> What are you doing in there? <laughs> I'm sorry, but it must look pretty funny from their point of view, really. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. Like, I guess I always try to really go, okay, let's have compassion for the person who's saying this. Let's have compassion for their point of view and what they're saying. Because they're only seeing this, you know, like what side of you. They're not seeing the full picture. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. it's only the artists that have been in my life, you know, close to see what was going on. And my husband is the only one who really knows what's been happening, you know, and this solo exhibition is the result of the work, not this year. It's the work of the two, three years of void that no one could see. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's not, it's, I think it's an illusion to think, oh my gosh, it's like, it's all happened in the last year. No, this is the development of all those previous years and it kind of all accelerated this year because everything was put in place back to the choices like I had to make choices like no I'm not going to continue to make that work that I was making because if I do that I won't have time to develop this new work and that was a choice that was difficult and that's something that's really strikes me that as uncomfortable as it is to deal with going through that tunnel and not having the stuff to show actually we need we need people to do that and I'm not like (laughs) saying I'm gonna be coming out with something amazing but like you've said before what each of us has within matters 
And if we can't encourage and support people to take the time in the tunnel, all that you have left is to keep doing kind of the surface stuff that keeps the product ticking over that makes it seems to be what's acceptable to what generally people want to see, which is something coming out a little bit more factory-like. But, you know, if we can't protect and kind of stand up for people who feel called to take the time to dig into a particular thing, to dig into their art, to dig into themselves, to to ask the questions that don't produce immediate answers, that don't have product. Like, isn't that what makes the really special stuff in life? The time, you know, digging in. So now I'm like thinking... Why wouldn't I? (laughs) Why wouldn't I? We should. We should be celebrating that. And I think it's it 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 can feel lonely, I think, you know, when you're not surrounded by people who support you. Even when you do have a few people like my husband is supportive. Um and I know my family means well as far as that goes. Like they're not trying to Yeah, you know, make me undermine you or undermine yeah. yeah, it's not like that at all. It's just it's just really misunderstanding you know, what's happening behind the scenes and really misunderstanding what that development is doing for the future. Yes. You know, we want yeah. quick wins. We always want like, you know, the quick result, the quick, you know, the quick sale, the quick everything because our our culture is wired for quick everything. Yeah. Quick and big, you know. And we yeah, want. really visible. This is the word I was thinking. Yeah, really visible. It appears, you know, big on the outside when you when you kind of get through the tunnel like I feel like mm. my exhibition is going to be that proof that people have been looking for yeah but it is literally like the last three years of my world put into this exhibition not just the last six weeks well you know what's funny is when some people come and see that they won't even think that and we probably no. do that with other artists as well we see that finished work and we think wow you know that must they have just taken that her. Out. That must have taken her a week or two to put that together. No, it's taken three years. Like that's yes. the kind of timeline. And yeah, I think that the shortcut yeah. is to do the work. And you know, even if you have to have a tunnel of a couple years, so that you can really get yourself on track and alignment with what you want to create for the next decades. Yeah, isn't it yeah. worth it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're going to have tons of proof then and and it won't like it, the proof doesn't even matter. It's no, just I think fun. Yeah. I feel like you got to believe in your choices. That's what I'm taking away from today. And that could be tough at times, you know, like, like you say the questions rattle rattle you um the pressures like what we started yeah. out talking about, the pressures of what that means in your day-to-day life to keep making the commitment when there's a lot of demands, but it's a choice and I think if you're doing it with full awareness and and making those choices, then it's a brave choice and you should really back yourself. Yeah, it's a super brave choice. And a lot of people aren't willing to make it. But if you are, you know, it's just that cream that rises to the top, I think. Mm 